You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm John Negroni. And I'm Travis Hymas. And today we're doing a manga recap. One, I can't even say it. I'm so, I'm just so giddy and so nervous and excited for so many reasons all at once, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. We're doing a manga recap of One Piece Chapter 1089 titled Hostage Situation. But to be honest, Travis, I don't think you're doing this podcast with you as a hostage situation, although I could just have Stockholm Syndrome. At this point, it might be that. I don't just want to talk about 1089. I feel like we do also have to talk about the big gear five episode in the anime after we're done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's a nice little treat. Nice little reward. Uh, maybe we can. I, I mean, we do also have a break next week. I don't know if we could talk about that next week, too. I feel like it, we would be able to do it in an episode, though, honestly. So maybe not. But yeah. I'm just throwing it out into the wind. Let's do the recap and see how we're feeling, because uh, mm. this is a pretty big chapter for uh, Oda to give us in between breaks. You're telling me. I mean, the main beats for this, I'm going to have to talk even faster than usual. Uh, but first, as usual, we will be discussing spoilers for the One Piece manga. You know how it is all the way up until this chapter. So if you have not yet read chapter 1089, get out of here. Do that. Do it for free on the Viz website or Shonen Jump. Uh, linked in the show notes as always. And remember, all new chapters are available to read for free up to three weeks after the official release, or whenever you want, if you're a member of Shonen Jump, which we are and do recommend. And then uh, there, this is the part of the show where Travis explains how you can talk to us, but it's a little different right now because our Discord currently is on pause uh, as you listen to this. So we don't have uh, invites to the Discord uh, yet. That'll be hopefully opening up again soon. But Travis, isn't there another way that people can reach out to us? You better believe it. If you do need to get in contact with us and you have not been able to join the Discord, and that will be back shortly, don't worry. Uh, you can send us an email at rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. Oh, you're expecting me to say it again? Oh, you're going right? to ask, do I have to do it again? I wanted uh, there to be a pause because I wanted to see if pause. you would. Yeah, you know, I just kind of want to see what you would do on the fly. Ah, uh, yeah, I was I was totally waiting for you to ask for it again. But uh, oh, wait, but what is, is the email again, Travis? It's rookie. That what? Is rookie pirate radio at gmail dot com. Wow, you can ask for me to say it via email as well if you'd like. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll we'll have the Discord back up. But since we have so much to get to, I just want to get to these main beats. Are you ready, Travis? I sure am. I'm not. I don't know how you are, but uh, okay. Cover <laughs> the covers a reader request. I still don't know when we're going to get another cover story uh if we'll get one anytime soon but whatever on to the chapter itself it's fun there's a cow sanji is in a window nami's nami all right we open on fusha village fusha island is it fusha island or fusha village i'm so nervous it's uh it's village it's village fusha village uh luffy's home of course uh his hometown and we see the residents including whoopslap always love seeing him makino and her baby, Makino, excuse me. Uh, and they're reacting to the news of Garp uh, vanishing on Pirate Island and Luffy being in trouble at Egghead Island. And then we cut to scenes all across the world, actually. We go to the East Blue, South Blue, West and North, also the Grand Line. We see a lot of familiar faces like Iceberg, Ivankov, and they're all being devastated by earthquakes and tsunamis, but no one knows exactly what's causing them. But we know. That's when we cut to what's left of Lucia Kingdom, although what's left of it is literally nothing, as we see a giant hole resembling the one 
under any slobby. And the narrator explains that the hole will not fill up. And the earthquake that was apparently caused by Lelucia's destruction at the hands of the Mother Flame and Emu has apparently caused the worldwide sea level to rise by about one meter. The narrator also explains that this has caused beaches and entire islands to sink into the ocean all over the world. And the ocean in general appears way more perilous right now than usual, so people can't easily sail across it, even in normally peaceful oceans like the East Blue. All right, that's enough gallivanting for five months, Travis. Were you nervous at this point that like, wait, we're never going back to Egghead again? <laughs> because I remember reading this and being like, Travis is going to get so nervous. <laughs> um, I'll let you react to that. But I'll finish off the main beats, though. Uh, we finally shift back to Egghead Island for real. And we start with Vegapunk's mechanized sea beasts. They're battling the big nation-sized fleet of 100 Navy ships. 30,000 sailors, and nine vice admirals, most of whom we haven't met before, unless I'm mistaken. They're all led by Kizaru, with Saturn only being there in secret, as we find out later in the chapter. And speaking of Kizaru, he's chatting away with Sentomaru during the standoff siege of Egghead, and they talk a little bit about how it surprises Sentomaru to see his mentor figure coming to eliminate Vegapunk, revealing, as we already guessed by now, that Vegapunk derived the pacifista's lasers off of Kizaru's powers. Uh, we even see a flashback to a younger Kizaru, Vegapunk, and Sentomaru during younger, friendlier times. But Kizaru ignores Sentomaru's pleas for sentimentality, noting that he's just a cog in the machine, and Vegapunk did this to himself for studying the Void Century. Anyway, we cut to one of the Vice Admirals debriefing Saturn on the current situation of the Straw Hats being barricaded with the Vegapunk Stella, the satellites, and the Four Seraphim, with the CP0 agents unaccounted for, and Jewelry Bonnie later mentioned and pretty much dismissed. So just kind of a, a recap on what's been going on since it has been a long time since we've been here on Egghead, right? Now, it's been an entire day in the events of the manga for what's been going on in Egghead, and the Navy still can't get past the Labo Faces, Labo Faces defenses yet, uh, though Saturn does order the Vice Admiral to eliminate the ship carrying the Egghead Island researchers who evacuated earlier. We next cut to Mary Joa getting a call from York with Kizaru listening in as well. And despite being betrayed by the Gorosei, York, the Vegapunk satellite who sucks, made another deal or makes another deal with them and convinces the five elders that she's useful and that they can't mess up the lab because it's the power plant that creates the mother flame that she sent to them. And so we learn, of course, that it wasn't Vegapunk who gave the, uh, the five elders the mother flame. They promised to avoid hurting her and the lab and to make her a celestial dragon. But then she also asked them to come save her from Straw Hat Luffy. We cut to a glorious, delicious, no notes, double page spread of the entire Straw Hat crew hanging over York, listening in over the call with Vegapunk, Rob Lucci, and Jewelry Bonnie also in the frame as well, with Luffy asking if they'll use York as a shield to escape. Break next week. And that was, I said a lot there, and I didn't even scratch the surface. There's so much other stuff. Was there anything I missed, though, Travis, that you just got to be like, John, we need to put this out there right now. We cannot, we not, we cannot keep it silent. There, there is one correction I would like to issue. What did I do um, this time? Not you, not you. This is actually a me. Uh, 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 I'm correcting myself here a little bit. Um, so we always, as you know, wait for the official Viz releases uh, to come out, and then we sit down and we record this podcast. We don't plan anything really in advance when it comes to the manga recaps. We go in with the official material. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
every once in a while as a result of that, um, we're working off of the translations that Viz is using. And as history has borne out over the One Piece manga, sometimes that requires some corrections. In this chapter, we get one. Um, we have gone from a previous translation, which we had done some speculation on regarding the mother frame, to, yeah, right. to the Viz now kind of lining up with a lot of fan translations and going with Mother Flame. So I'm I'm assuming now that we can go ahead and proceed with that being the official word on the situation. I take it as a Zoro Zolo thing, honestly. <laughs> I, More yeah. often than not, that is the case. Of course, the, the Zoro Zolo thing is... Um, is a good old fashioned Jojo situation where we don't want to get sued. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely one of those where it's like, it's just it, R's and L's are just, you know, you're learning Japanese there. That's a tricky letter uh, to, to translate. Just try trying to say something with like an R and, but it has to sound like an L, but it can't at the same time. It's maddening. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. those who don't know, yeah. I have been learning Japanese for a while and I've been reading these in the original Japanese uh, the last few chapters. And I, th the people who translate this stuff are the most impressive people in the world because there are so many meanings. There's so many puns here that like I, it is amazing to me that they're able to settle on what Oda intends, quite honestly. Yeah, and uh, and and that's why you know I don't think this is a mistake that they're correcting as much as it's a hey we thought it was this we now have more information there's more clarity in this chapter. Yeah. It's so understandable, like yeah. it's so unbelievable. Like it to, to I, I I think like if people are like how how could you make a mistake like that? It's like you have no idea. <laughs> Quite easily. Yeah, no, in this fact. is this is almost certainly a hey. I would even imagine one of the assistants um, or Shueisha reached out and was like hey. Help. You know, <laughs> here's some more details or or again, maybe it's just, the um, you know, I haven't read the original Japanese. So maybe just the um, language is more clear this time around. That's happened a ton in one piece. Not a big deal, but it is important to call out since we have speculated on that previous name. By the time it gets to the anime, it's all going to be, you know, figured yeah. out and exactly. settled, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, the the anime team actually gets clarification on things. Yeah, we are like, left well, that's the thing is like by the time you get to the anime, like enough time has passed where, yeah, I think that Oda and his team have kind of settled on what they want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but look, Travis, I mean, we cannot I mean, that that double spread of the straw hats like. Tell me you felt something. Tell me. Yeah, you you asked if I was getting nervous. And at first I was like, yeah, a little bit because I want to check on my kids. Are they are they well? Are <laughs> I they left hurt? them in daycare for five have months. They been, <laughs> have they been eating? And this spread answers all of these questions at They're once. eating it's all incredible. of York's food, apparently. Um, yeah. Now, we should point out, like, we have all 10 Straw Hat members accounted for uh we don't see any of the satellites uh we don't see uh kikaku we don't see uh stussy uh so th like there are a few people who aren't there but i think that that's just like because it's a it's hard to fit that many characters i'm not reading into that at all they're in a they're in a round room so you, you can only capture yeah. so much well let me just and i think that they're like okay well if we show luchi and we show vega punk that kind of implies the rest right now all that said I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I have to point this out because like looking at this like double spread and seeing all the straw hats and like everything that was going on, like during the death game and they were all on like different levels and fighting and blah, blah, blah. They off screened an arc Travis Oda off screened 
an arc. It is one of his greatest jokes. It is one of the best things because I know like we were talking about this just just last time we were doing a manga recap. You're like, how in the world, like all this momentum that's been building, like going all over like the new world and like everything with, you know, Yusuke's kid getting destroyed, Law losing to Blackbeard, Garp getting taken down. And you're just like, we're going to go back to Egghead and we're going to, oh no, uh, like, what are we going to do? York, yikes. And it's like, who cares? It's like, how are they going to, we knew, we knew that like the interesting stuff was going to be what we're seeing now, which is the Marine siege. And so Oda was just like, yeah, the Straw Hats won. Of course they did. Duh. And so, like, we don't, we have no idea what happened. He's probably just going to use a bunch of strategic flashbacks to be like, oh, yeah, Vegapunk was found. And then he commanded the Seraphim with the Denden Mushi, blah, blah, blah. The fights ended and everybody regrouped. Here they are. It's going to be something along those lines, maybe. I love this so much. It's perfect. It, it is the great, it is the greatest indicator. Like, for, forget Gear Fifth for a minute. Forget the bounties. Forget power scaling. Nothing truly establishes the level that the Straw Hats are playing at now quite like their storyline getting off-screened because that's what the powerful (laughs) that's what the powerful people get in this story they get off-screened their exciting thing gets to happen during the time skip or um, in a cover story or we get caught up about it in the news later and have to do flashbacks no 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 the straw hats got off-screened that's how powerful they are now we don't need to see every single minute anymore we understand um so that's it's such a great gag because it's exactly what everybody probably would have expected to see i think i even speculated that like that's kind of what happens is we just find ourselves in a situation where it's oh yeah no we're caught up now yeah yeah you're you're caught up to real time here's what happened and just kind of info dump it so that's fun i also want to point out that this is more or less the first time that the straw hats have had a direct line to figuring out what is actually happening in this story yeah ever <laughs> like a connection to like the stuff with the five elders and like apparently like what happened with the the mother mother flame right yeah um yeah because they don't mention the Lu- lucia but yeah yeah right this is the this is the moment and imagine if one of the elders had let it slip at all Ooh, that yeah. so, that like something else was being asked for i mean most of the straw hats are a little bit um goofy but like you have you know you've got nami sitting there putting the pieces together right now uh you know vegapunk is in the room uh robin is probably on the other side of the room staying as far away from luchi as possible uh and taking notes i'm assuming like this is the first time that like the straw hats have come anywhere close to the things we speculate on on the regular, which is so (laughs) weird. And what a bizarre way for those two things to finally converge. Um, And of course, Luffy isn't going to care about any of it. He doesn't care. You you could tell him straight to his face that like his, his fruit is, is the hito hito no mi. And he'd be like, but I already call my attacks gum gum. I'm not changing them. (laughs) I, like, uh, I don't care <laughs> one thing i'm curious about is so we see when york is like come save me before straw hat luffy kills me um pretty close to what it is in the japanese and the reactions of the gorosei like i thought it was because i wasn't translating it correctly but i was a little bit thrown i was like you know why are they so surprised by her asking them to save her because like of course she's an enemy of the straw hats or like maybe they thought that she was going to win because in the in the page before they were saying that like oh vegapunk is allied 
you know, with uh, the Vegapunk satellites, except for York or whatever. Um, and so maybe they just didn't know that like Straw Hat, if you had the upper hand, but it's still, you still have that shot, that like picture of Kizaru being like, what does this mean? So then my other wonder is like, oh, are, are they able to piece together that the Straw Hats have heard everything, right? And because then they start talking and they're like right by this, the transponder snail. I forget the range on that thing. Like, I don't know how likely it is that like by her saying that they realize that they're in the room and they know what they now know, like more of the situation. What, what was your read on that, though? That's exactly how I read it. Um, okay. Again, Nami comments and goes, OK, yep, that's how this all fits together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, you know, this is this is me saying, oh, the Straw Hats are now actually on a collision course with the movement of the world, yeah. um, not just by you know, sheer happenstance, but like, oh, now w- at least one of these characters that we follow has heard these words. Um, Usopp has his hands on the on his um, little headset there. It kind of seems like he's tapping it. Um, <clears throat> you know, just kind of the realization that York is here making deals. She's talking a big game. You know, they're willing to play along. You know, they, they think they have the situation under control. Mm-hmm. And then she panics and says Luffy is going to kill her, which, you know, Luffy's never done. So that's also kind of an interesting little detail. Um, but this is kind of the realization that she might not be having all the cards that she says she's got. Yeah. And and so now they've created the situation where they've now cut a deal not knowing all the pieces. Uh, the Straw Hats might have information that they cannot allow them to have. Um do they know Kizaru's listening in? <laughs> That's also a question. Um, but yeah, there at, at the very least, it does seem like um, Nami is retaining some information here. And she's got and a little that gun. Is, yeah, she's got a little. She got a little gun. They've been there for uh, a day. Who knows what they have? Like what secrets and power ups they now have thanks to Vegapunk. Yeah, he's all packed up and ready to go. Uh, it's they're like they're like okay, we're we're done here. It's time to do our requisite. Like this is the party scene. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. really what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, we're in the middle of the party scene. There's even Sanji in the background, you know, bussing tables. Yeah, it's, it's exactly perfect. what it is. Uh, I don't know what Chopper... I guess Chopper and Frankie are just eating. Like, they're just kind of, like, hanging. Yeah, they're just hanging. Yeah. They're just hanging. I mean, most of the crew most of the crew just lets, you know, the smart people make the decisions anyway. <laughs> let's be yeah. honest here. I mean, they don't need to worry. Jimbei doesn't need to worry. There's Zoro right there, sword in hand, making sure York doesn't move. Clearly, <laughs> this wasn't a problem for them. They're just chilling. Uh, but yeah, the Gorosei effed up. <laughs> That's yeah. clear. They they should not have said what they said. And uh, yeah, we we can see too, right? That the Seraphim, they're also not in this frame, but they appear to be under control as well because now they have Vegapunk there. And we see that like, you know, it, it looks like like Luffy and then like, you know, Usopp 2s or like they, they're a bit banged up. Like it looks like they had some injuries, but they handled the Seraphim. Like we could surmise that they put up a good fight, maybe defeated the Seraphim, whatever the case. I mean, it, it really is remarkable to see that like, yeah, that it was just so unimportant to the like fabric of the story that we can just jump to this and also we now have bonnie post kuma flashbacks so that also raises some speculation for me of like well when's that gonna happen because <laughs> we kind of skipped over that too right well, well i want to know i want what happened you know because she's apparently fine with vegapunk now so she understands now like okay vegapunk's not an enemy so yeah i'm curious like when the story is going to get to that because that feels like such a huge loose end we still don't know what's going on with kuma at marijua right now right uh it's been a day so we can assume that that's been handled as well right yeah i think we're i think we're still due for that i think we're going to get it because there is we do get a little teeny teeny morsel earlier 
uh, in the chapter when um, Jay Garcia Saturn is getting his status update. Mm-hmm. And it's brought up that jewelry Bonnie is on the island. And he knows her identity, her true identity as Kuma's daughter, and specifically says, at least in the Viz translation, that she has no more benefit to us. What was the benefit before, right? So that, you know, obvious answer is they they threatened her, right? And that's why Kuma went along with whatever he went along with. That's, right. that's the implication. She is the other hostage, you know implicated or indicated in this chapter by hostage situation that's that's kind of what it sounds like it's it's almost one of those where it's almost too simple to be that answer but at the same time some people have taken this section to talk about like maybe she's a lot younger than it's implied because he says she's just a girl i read that more as uh no that's saturn no. being older than we realize <laughs> yeah and i think i think it's been confirmed what her real age is Um, based on yeah like some stuff we've seen in this arc where like i I don't think she like said outright that it was her real age but yeah something about the way that her powers work yeah yeah. we we don't know what her devil fruit actually is but we do i believe there's a vivra card out there for her um with that info so yeah yeah, so oda oda's probably got that locked in i'm not too worried about that much but the implication that that the gorosei have had business with her in the past we know that she has been able to get into mary joa pretty easily all things considered she just waltzed in there more or less um and knew where she was what she was doing um it the the implication that is being that she's been there before and that makes sense now with what we do know so i do think that eventually um this will come back up and come back around it might even be a situation where saturn is forced to directly intervene not necessarily using powers or anything, but you know, take control of the Seraphim, for example, and she's the one who identifies him, hmm. which is which is notable. There's only a couple of people currently on Team Straw Hat that could do that. Um, now that uh, Lucci has overheard what's going on with the Gorosei and how much he doesn't matter, do we have our eleventh Straw Hat member? <laughs> um, he's just he's friendly. Yeah, that whole thing where Luffy's just like, don't try to assassinate my friends because you can't beat me. You know, apparently that didn't amount to anything because, yeah, he's he's in the background. He doesn't have any handcuffs on. It looks like he's allied with the others. No sign of Kakaku yet, but uh, what's, what's his name? Is it Kakaku? I forget. It's, it's Kaku. Kaku, just Kaku. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Luchi, yeah, he was an ally all along, huh? That's uh, that's the interesting thing for me is he's just hanging out there and these are his bosses. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. I don't know that they're necessarily writing like I don't think in the call they're writing him off uh, for him to hear. But it's definitely there, there's definitely something going on where he's he's at least made the decision that it's safer to go out with these guys than it is to try to pick a fight with Luffy again. Well, yeah, because you know, we can recall that he has been burned by the world government before multiple times. And so he has every reason to sort of do the, you know, the Kuzan thing. Like maybe he's the Straw Hats version of Kuzan where he's so disillusioned by everything. You know, I, I wanted to point out too that the, you know, it's interesting how this is aligning with the anime, which right now the the latest episode has, you know, the shot of our first, you know, gear um awakening with luffy and you see a blink and you'll miss it like rob lucci moment and it's just interesting how that's aligning with the clear any sloppy vibes we get in this chapter as well 
right? Uh, the whole Eleusia kingdom. I think the obvious speculation we can make, the assumption we can make is that the mother flame is based off of an ancient weapon, which we already assumed. And I didn't even consider before that that was an Ennis Lobby thing, right? That Ennis Lobby had been, you know, originally an island destroyed by an ancient weapon. And so that that had caused the sea levels to rise because that made me think of Wano as well, because what happened with Wano, right? Wano used to be, have an entire, like, thing underneath it that's now underwater and they built walls it's not just underwater it's underwater with fresh water so whatever happened to cause them to build those walls they knew that's why everything underneath is preserved including the pluton because it's fresh water yeah we're getting more and more bits of void century coming together slowly but surely it's coming together which i mean side note that's such a horrifying reality um, I, I don't think, and, and you know, I was literally in high school when Annie's lobby was happening real time, but you know, at the time it just seemed really cool and, 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 you know, threatening in so much as like, this is a place where there's literally a chasm. It's supposed to be this place where you pass through and you're never seen again like that. It, it was always an implicit threat just in its design and that kind of what makes the environment of any sloppy cool um despite being effectively just a government building mm-hmm. but now there's this added reality that like whatever this weapon is whether it's uranus whether it's something else whether it is effectively a nuclear weapon um they're just punching holes into the world of one piece there have been talks before about like theorizing that like the red line was built by someone um as a way to div- divide the world um there's uh, i don't know if you've seen recently the um the uh, pole reverse theory that was dropped in japan um a a youtube channel has gone to great mathematical lengths to theorize that the one piece world as we know it has gone through a pole reversal and that's why certain things are the way that they are like with the log poses and yeah with the log poses with uh day how days go (laughs) a lot (laughs) happens in the in a day of one piece um you know things like that uh just very extensive theory but uh what we do know for sure is you can't just punch a bottomless hole into the planet and not have consequences and that's now something that could potentially happen on the regular this is not just the straw hats are going to get caught by the marines we're talking about potentially destruction yeah and and i think it's notable that oda specifically notes how much the water levels raise um this is you know i was doing i did I don't usually do a whole lot of research going into these, but I did do some for this chapter because I didn't want to miss anything. And so much happened Um, that that one meter that that water race that he calls out with the narrator is about the expectation. If we don't in the real world start doing a lot of drastic things to deal with climate change. Like this is very, very aggressively like the world is being undone by these actions yeah i think i think for me i've i've long sort of seen him you know even aside from the nuclear stuff like hiroshima and specific you know history right like i think he's always kind of tied that type of thing with climate change sort of being our kind of modern day version of like a nuclear arms race of like you know we this is an existential threat in the way that nuclear weapons have always been 
uh, an existential threat since the 1940s, right? And so you can see that all over the story to the point where, yeah, the idea of like all these islands flooding and the worldwide consequences, like, I think that, I think for a long time people have assumed or maybe maybe theorized that the world of One Piece was flooded. But we've always kind of wondered like, well, how was it flooded? How'd you do it? How did you build the red line? It's made out of indestructible material, right? And I think that this gives us a hint to how that might have happened. If there were ways to raise the sea level to submerge islands this much, an island like Wano, so that to the point where like, you know, what if every island itself is connected to like a continent underneath the ocean? And there's something about that connecting to, for example, the one piece, right? Um, I think that we should also point out some of the most popular theories out there, Um Specifically, think about how Eni's Lobby, very close in proximity to Skypea. There's the theory that uh, the skull uh, shape of Skypea, where the missing eye, the hole, Travis, a hole for a missing eye, is where the island of Laugh Tail is what that is, essentially. And if you have a situation where it's literally on the other side of the world, um, and it's like there's an underground like continent or something that could explain like why the poneglyphs are relevant because maybe that continent is made out of the same thing as the red line and maybe there, there's all things th- like this opens up so many things for us, Travis. You see that hole in the manga? That that's like the that's like the wide range of possibilities. Yeah, it's 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 it, it opens up so many doors to speculate on and again this is one of those things where oda it's a knew plot we hole. were going on break yeah we we <laughs> oda knew Oda's we were going hole. on a break because uh all of jump is going on a break next week um so that's yeah. you know it, this was kind of just un you know unintended it's like the consequences Goban week or yeah, there's yeah. not golden week but uh it's another one of their uh holidays yeah yeah one of the few times jump writers get a break so we'll we'll take it but yeah, uh bless them and peace them but he knew but he knew right so again this is paced in such a way to finally give us you know what we really want which is to check in on egghead but also a check in on whoop slap you mean yeah a, a check in on whoop slap i do want to talk about him in a second uh but with the with the um with these the fact that the world can now be demonstrably impacted um in such a way i think a lot more of these theories about about islands moving um or or disappearing or the idea you know honestly so so that poll theory that i was bringing up and i'm gonna have to send you this because i thought it was so fascinating uh this poll theory s- suggests that the grand line moved in the opposite direction prior to the void century which would make the starting point of uh the grand line lodestar island which would put the entire perspective of where Laugh Tale is in an entirely different place mm. uh, because you would be starting at the beginning instead of the end, um, which is so, you know, which is would, would then answer why Crocus is hanging out where he is to see who figures it out and comes back, you know, that kind of thing. Um, th- those, but those kind of things where like something radical could actually shake the world, um, that's been demonstrated now. That, that's very easily. Uh, there's some theories that like Lulicia is at the bottom of this pit. I don't think it's that. I think they punched a hole through the <laughs> through the world. Yeah, the yeah, core. yeah. simple uh, answer. That seems that seems you know simple answer is obvious. And of course, you know this is a world where you know our main protagonist is literally Bugs Bunny, so anything can happen. Uh, but it's there's something just so menacing. Uh, you know, it's a big made in abyss. You know, situation. You want to know what's at the bottom of that hole. <laughs> Hey, I just started Made in Abyss. I, yeah, no spoilers. 
no spoilers, but like, like the, the, the potential there um, is so broad. You know, it begs the question, like, if if they do get a way to produce these mother mother flames, what is Emu's plan here? Is it just to do just to do the arms race thing and do a cold war and just kind of you know maintain power? That seems kind of pointless because they already have it. Mm-hmm. They have it in the means to destroy most pirates. So it, 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 I, I question a little bit about what the point of this beyond just amassing power is. I'm assuming that there's something he wants to do to the world physically that would require multiple activations of this. Yeah. I just hope we're not going to get like a Naruto thing where it's going to be this really hacky sort of, you're all going to fall under the spell of the moon. And you're like, okay. <laughs> look, look, okay. At least Oda introduced Emu now and not like 40 chapters before the end of the story. All right. It's, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we get, we get some drive by cameos uh, across one piece world. We see Laboon. Laboon's still kicking. We knew he'd be fine. He's an outlive everybody. Uh, we see iceberg love him. He's Chad. And uh, we also see, uh, because I mean, I mean, how could we go a chapter without thinking of Mamanosuke um, back on Wano? I do keep have to, I have to keep bringing up that, Wano, I think we got to get back to Wano. Like something Wano related has got to kick off here soon. Um, but that's that's a conversation for another day. And and also, I you know you you wanted to talk about whip slap, but uh, you know I want to talk about Makino's baby. You know the next Figurland heir. Uh, you know they're not showing his face now. <laughs> that's interesting. You see his face when he's crying. K- kinda. A little bit. A little bit. And he loves Big Bro Luffy, which is weird. Is that weird to you? That's weird to me. I don't know. I mean, Luffy's Joy like, Boy. He's, that's like right. his job. That, that's, that seems to be like the implication is like just Luffy's presence kind of brings joy. But like he, the, this kid didn't exist when Luffy left. That's true. So it's kind of in, just just an interesting thing there that that's that that's stuff Oda drew is to kind of implicate a connection. Is is there something else with Whipslap? He kind of has this look on his face after. Uh, all the stuff with the sea level stuff happens. He's looking out, and I'm like, "That's is there a secret to him? Like, is he? You know, I'm not saying he'd be like on Rogers Crew or something, but like, that's uh, he's Scopper Gabon. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, no, uh, there's got to be something a, there, right? He knows more than he lets on because yeah. Whoop Slap has been used to deliver very distinctive lines over the course of one piece um you know famously as luffy gets his you know gets his early bounties um and people talk about you know the the waves he's making in the world and he very ominously at the time says you know is it you know you know is it luck or is it his fate you know i think you know given that we can easily presume that Whoopslap is not just aware of garp but knows him this is you know garp's home as well um it really, it really suggests to me that he might be one of those characters who's lived long enough to see stuff like this before. Yeah, I just wanted yeah, because because yeah. God Valley disappeared, <laughs> and I think at this point is a safe enough argument to to make that wherever God Valley was supposed to be, there is a big hole now, and Whoopslap would have been alive for that. Not only would Whoopslap have been alive for that, he would have had a Garp. Um, 
a drunk Garp back at home now complaining about how they want to give him a promotion and make him the dogs of the uh, make him the direct dog of the the world nobles and he doesn't want it. That's like that sounds like a thing that could easily have happened. So he, uh, I'm not saying he's like a, a you know an actual Roger crew member or anything. I don't I don't think he holds the secrets, but I do think he has been alive long enough to recognize that the the, the destabilization of the world that kind of existed during Roger's time that we know about, like that threat is now looming again yeah. for some reason. I think he's kind of our omen bearer for that. Yeah. We, we saw him not too long ago, right during reverie. Um, so he's, he pops in, you know, it, it's not like it's been ages, but uh, although to be fair, uh, the reverie parts that we saw him in were, I guess five years ago. So <laughs> I mean, in relative to one piece, that's not that bad, is it? Um, so, okay, we have all the worldwide devastation stuff. We see Ivankov, of course, uh, best friend of Ivankov. And uh, I did want to mention with Kizaru and the Vice Admirals, first of all, the Vice Admirals look pretty intimidating. There's only one here I recognize. I mean, am I missing anything, though? Is there, are, have we seen any of these Vice Admirals before? I mean, uh, we're almost certainly going to get a correction, but outside of Dahl, I do not know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I, I'm blanking um, and I haven't seen anybody else identify them either. So I'm feeling pretty confident that we're, yeah, that's the exposition for that is yet to come. They look pretty intimidating though. I mean, I'm happy they, they, well, I mean, they sure do. Cause I mean, there's, there's nine of them and an admiral. Yeah. It's a, it is a composite, right? For the one V one straw hat pirates. Kind of. That's kind of what it looks like. I, you know, it's one of those things where we kind of weren't sure, you know, how long does egghead go? there's nine intimidating looking admiral or vice admirals and an admiral. Yeah. There's even one for Sanji doll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Right. That would be a, that'd be a funny one. Um, yeah. One with a sword for Zoro. Yeah. Yeah. We got the uh, one that Sanji will actually fight. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one that kind of looks like Jinbei almost. Yeah. The, the fishman uh, who also has a sword, interestingly, um, uh, but yeah, that'll be, you know, I don't know if we're actually going to do the breakdown, do 1v1 fights. Again, we just skipped a whole arc, kind of. <laughs> we just off screen some stuff. So I I question if this is just Oda, you know, hey, I've got some cool design ideas and I need a place to put them uh, situation. Or if we really are going to break into fights. If we're breaking into fights, Egghead's going to take forever. That's kind of where we're at now. I'm very happy that Kizaru is back into the story a bit more because... I've always been fascinated by his lackadaisical sense of like his lazy justice or unclear justice or whatever it is. And I know we've already likened a lot of this arc to Sabadi Archipelago, but I mean, that's just ever bolstering that, right? That he, he was of course the marker of like the straw hats being separated out by Kuma because they stood no chance against him. And at this point, you know, I think that we can fairly guess that, you know, Kizaru, he's not the same level of threat that he used to be, but I think that there is maybe like a, a story element here to his downfall, you know, maybe not in this arc, but to come, you know, where he is just sort of like going along with things that he knows are wrong. You know, he's like the the evil bureaucrat of the, the admirals, I guess. And like, even in the face of Sentamaru, somebody you would assume that he kind of cares about and Vegapunk as well. And just being like, ah, but I got to kill you. Oh, well. You know, and he's just like, oh, you could surrender. But it, it comes off more as like he wants that. It's more of like a favor to him, like less effort that he has to go to. Um, so I can see the groundwork for him getting some kind of comeuppance 
here, right? And for this turning into a bit of a thing. Uh, some people even said, uh, speculated that this is where the Grand Fleet might come in, right? Because they know that Luffy and the others are in danger uh, because of the news. And so, Travis, I'm going to put out one more, like, what's the pirate version of a buster call? <laughs> put that out there for the uh, the Straw Hat Grand Fleet to, to pop into action. How likely? Uh, one out of ten likelihood or two? Uh, so I think what will trigger the Grand Fleet's action, if we're, if we're going to bring them into the story where they're actually going to overlap with the Straw Hats, it's got to be the Viva card. It just, something has to happen to Luffy to force them into action. That would be... Just because with that, how that's been established uh, as a, as an item in the series, how it's been leveraged before, um, and and how it was very blatantly given to each of them, I think you know it's not just going to be they see the news and think, oh, Luffy needs help. Uh, to them, they're going to see Emperor Luffy takes over Egghead Island and, and takes Vegapunk hostage, and they're going to be like, that's our boy, let's go. Um, <laughs> But again, you know, we've we've speculated before that uh, this might not go as well as we think. Um, and that might be what spurs them into action, um, especially since at least two members of the Grand Fleet are very explicitly on the world government's crap list. Yeah. Uh, for committing the same sin that Luffy did once. Uh, so, I mean, maybe. And also the Grand Fleet doesn't stand a chance against that. I mean, it would just have to be some sort of like distraction or whatever. But, you know, we'll. We'll find yeah, out. It'd be it would be it would be interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, again, it's one of those things where I don't think this has been set up as a situation where they're just here to get KO'd and then move on. There's definitely something brewing. I just think that we need kind of a more serious situation for Luffy to be in to spur them into assistance, especially since Luffy very specifically does not want to be their boss and will not call them. He's kind of made that clear. Right. Yeah, we uh, I, I wanted to mention, too, because Saturn, when he reappears in this, he is referenced as the godhead of defense. We've seen him previously referenced as the warrior god of science and defense. And I never put a ton of stock in the defense stuff, but I just wanted to point out this sort of irony, I guess, of like the one who is sort of in charge of defense, or at least tangentially, is the one leading a huge offensive against this island. You know what I mean? Uh, I just thought that there was something a little bit, I don't know if poetic is the right word for that, but um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't seem like the kind of thing that you call upon Saturn for, except that he has such clear ties to Vegapunk for reasons Uh, I think. I would, I would argue that that's exactly the opposite because this is how it is in the real world. We, you know, here, here in the States, you know, we have a secretary of defense. We don't have a secretary of war. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's, that's kind of, and that, you know, I don't think that this is explicitly a commentary on the United States, though anytime you start <laughs> um, tiptoeing towards references to the nuclear bomb, you kind of have to consider that because uh, this is obviously, you know, regardless of Oda's politics, he's going to have a different opinion of it than than a lot of Americans. Uh, but, uh, you know, countries the world over, they have they have, you know, ministers of defense, they have secretaries of defense. Yeah. They, you know, there's not really you don't have. War is not their job, but that's the implication here. Mm-hmm. I think is is Saturn is the is the minister of, of science and defense. What that means is it's Saturn's job to get this mother flame working. That's what his job is. <laughs> this mother effing mother flame. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like he he is supposed to find. He's supposed to seek the old science, basically, of the ancient kingdom, and that's kind of where we've kind of centered all of this. And to leverage that for power. 
the defense, the best defense is a great offense is, is basically what this is implying. So it, I think it makes perfect sense. It's supposed to be ironic. You're supposed to go, hey, wait a minute. And you're supposed to think, oh, wait, maybe war bad. That's that's it, really, I think. Oppenheimer is in theaters now. <laughs> in case you were uh, unaware. Good, good movie. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's true. Um, speaking of Saturn, though, there is something I, I, I ha- kind of clicked in on uh, as, as as he's getting his little recap here and, and munching. By the way, I love that everybody's taking a lunch break here. It's like they're they know this is going to go long. So they're all taking a taking a snack break here. Uh, really, really respect that uh, little parallel. But um, he's reading the, the newspaper that Morgan sent out with the, with the headline that we're familiar yeah. with. And he says, I like this article. And and they tell him, you know, that's Morgan's work. And what a brilliant, what a brilliant bird. What a brilliant that's bird. That's how he keeps them. You know, exactly. Like, he knows that exactly. yeah, he can't fully oppose them. But yeah. And then immediately, and then immediately after, immediately after, Saturn's like, okay, now what's the truth? Like he <laughs> knows Morgan's is full of crap, even. But Morgan's is playing the long game. He's useful. Here. Because if he's running the propaganda that pleases the Gorosei, that's going to be the last place they go looking for the two living people who know about Emu. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. like we saw Vivi yelling at Morgans about that headline, which was what revealed that to us. But it's such a brilliant play because now that is going to be the last place on Earth that they look. Because he, at least, regardless of what the truth is or anything else, he, at the very least, is willing to say what they want to hear. Yeah, he he can he can say he knows that like pirates don't mind the infamy; they don't mind the sort of like you know the world government being on their tail. So it's like yeah, it's a win win for him. Yeah, it's uh, it is genuinely clever, um, and I think we kind of even you know kind of guesstimated that that was the case, but it, it's it's very fun to see it work. <laughs> Just like completely work, because why now? Why would they suspect the 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 big journalist bird to be doing investigative journalism into them? <laughs> why would they think that he's printing what they want to hear? Uh, so that's that's so good. Even though they know he's full of crap with these headlines, that I I what a great demonstration uh, from from all sides of that equation. I love it. I did want to bring up. So again, we don't know when the Blackbeard pirate showed up over the course of these events. So we don't know if they showed up before the Navy did, and we don't know if they're going to show up after. We don't know if they are somewhere around right now. Now, we can assume that they're not, you know, because there are 100 ships around the island. But I did have the thought that maybe because the we saw that the researchers were evacuated, that uh, maybe the Blackbeard pirates might have infiltrated that ship, right? Now, if you only have Katarina Devon and uh, Lafitte like on that ship, the only other, and also pudding, I think you could make the case that like they went to Vegapunk Island for some sort of like secret mission um, using, you know, their devil fruits to, to sneak in or to steal some research, do something. But I think it is relevant that they have pudding with them. Um, and I think that they, if they were able to in, like basically take that ship 
for grabs and have these egghead researchers hostage uh, or using them for those purposes, that would be a huge win for Blackbeard. It would mean that they didn't have to go into the island at all, but they could probably see that the island is under siege and noped out of there. Um, that's kind of what I'm running with for now. I'm not sure what else would really make sense because I also don't think that, you know, we're going to get a situation where that ship is just going to get destroyed, right? Yeah. So my alternative theory to this is, uh, while what you're saying makes perfect strategic sense, this is the Blackbeard pirates we're talking about here, right? They're going to do the underhanded thing. What's the underhanded thing? It's sneak onto this island and wait. I don't know, because I think the underhanded thing is also stealing this ship when that wasn't really the plan, because they're good at improvising. Right, right. I mean, you could even say that they did both. Um, uh, you know, just because Saturn says destroy the ship, it's been identified, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, if if the ship fights back, that'll tell us for sure. I can't see them deciding, like, th there's no way they could slip past this blockade. And, like, if they wait, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it seems like they're going to... Lafitte, Lafitte walked into Mary Joie and, and without any detection. Wouldn't it make more sense, though, to see that this is going on and then to take the ship and then go inform Blackbeard and let Blackbeard decide what he wants to do and pick up the scraps after everything happens? I mean, then Dead Mushi would do that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. So, like, that, that's what I mean. I was like, them infiltrating the island at this point doesn't make sense to me. But I, I do yeah, think I, that, like... I don't think, I don't think we're getting a follow-up on it until the end. I Maybe. think that that's a regardless of what happens, this is not a situation where Catalina Devon is going to like start a fight and we're going to have a big fight between her and Nami or whatever. Like that's not happening. Uh, it's it's going to be some of that good old fashioned Blackbeard pirate subterfuge for sure. They they want it. They want to They want to see how this plays out and then take benefit from that. It's it's how they play. It's classic Blackbeard pirate behavior. Yeah, they do it. I mean, that's the thing. They have time to recuperate. Like they've had time to sort of recuperate after their respective fights. Blackbeard's probably, you know, fine at this point. But I just, yeah, I, I keep wondering what's what's going to happen in like the periphery. You know, it, it not everybody's super far away. And is anyone going to come to Egghead Island to help? Is no one going to come? And it's just all going to be focused in here. I have so many questions. I mean, I mean, it, it does look it does look daunting, but. You know, I, I believe in our kids here, you know, uh, a, a little a little dose of Conqueror's hockey will make a big difference on that blockade. I think uh, they, they weren't even ready for the dang uh, robotic sea kings that that's already messing with them a little bit. I, I don't think this is. Yeah. Then yeah, you got pacifists. I don't think this is going to be a thing where Luffy has to fight 30,000 Marines. I think this is going to be kind of a siege thing. And the, the they're going to be variables that make this more complicated for them to hold out. Uh, you know, it's noticeable they're all eating food. Uh, food is going to maybe be a factor here. Now, Vegapunk can just generate food, but that's on the Fabro phase. That's down below. So there's potentially a, a limit to how much they can eat. And as we know, Luffy kind of needs to keep eating. It's it's a known thing. If they find Caribou, doesn't he have some food? <laughs> There's caribou. That's also a that is absolutely a rogue factor in this, right? Um, he does not want to get caught by Marines either, but I could see him maybe cutting a deal to, you know, help get them through the blockade or take down Sentamaru. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a couple of different things where he's going to be a wild card. We spend so much time thinking and wondering and and caring about 
who the traitor was and it's like is that caribou is like what's happening and then oda was just like who cares <laughs> like why do you care we're like it's your story what, if, what, yeah, what do you mean it's kind of a, it's kind of amazing that he's the one who keeps putting caribou like out there to remind us that he's there like especially at the beginning of arcs yeah it's like he had an idea for him like and 10 years just, ago and, and then was... just keeps and then just keeps effing him off right just like get out of here man you're, you're that was funny goodbye yeah you're cramping our style like what <laughs> uh man um okay so I didn't have anything else. Um, I'm ready to talk about the anime, Gear 5. But, uh, of course, give you one more chance. Like, is there anything else you want to tie off? Sanji's cow? Uh, no, I think I think we... Uh, Sanji's a little <laughs> cow message. What a, what a funny thing. Um, no, I think that really covers everything that... I mean, this is a pretty stacked chapter. But, yeah, I think we've covered everything for now. Very excited to see what the egghead incident turns out to be uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more there. Um, yeah, I'm just like skimming around the chapter again. Yeah, we, we yeah, I think we got it. I mean, we we know that uh, this fleet, hundred ships, it outclasses a Buster Call. I don't think I knew that for sure. Um, Twenty battleships. Yeah, the the details there were pretty helpful, um, just to kind of get a better sense of the situation and the scale of the threat. But yeah, still a lot to come. All right, so Gear Fifth Anime episode one thousand seventy one of the anime came last night and. I, I didn't watch it last night. I watched it this morning. Um, I did not want to be part of the mess. I, I knew that the servers would have issues. I got to know, though, did you did you watch, watch the episode like around when it dropped or did you wait too? So so and I messaged you. So, you know, I was trying. Um, yeah, so you did. Uh, so I did. I fired up my Crunchyroll app, but I've got a I've got an Android TV here, so I don't have to like do a whole lot of like casting or anything on this, but it's good. good well, you know, quality panel i really wanted to watch it on the good stuff fire up the Crunchyroll app and that poor app was struggling yeah. so hard you messaged me you messaged me in the middle in the evening Crunchyroll doesn't have it up yet sad face yeah, Crunchyroll doesn't have it up yet because i got in scrolled all the way down the bottom it wasn't there so i'm like well crap it probably just hasn't you know dropped yet so i didn't want to leave the app because i was in <laughs> i was like the Crunchyroll app on a good day is um i it leaves a little bit to be desired so better than the high dive app and also fair. i mean i use it mainly ios ios Crunchyroll app is okay yeah like the like the, the the mobile apps for Crunchyroll are pretty serviceable now but the tv ones are still a little bit behind oh, I, I don't even use them i just mirror <laughs> but yeah uh i i wonder how that would have gone last night too no but, uh, i wouldn't have bothered <laughs> i never oh, see, yeah. i never watch anime on a tv though i always watch it on like an ipad or my phone so no, it's usually like I don't mind like I, you know, I do a lot on my iPad, actually. But uh, for this, this was an event. This needed the good Joy TV. Boy. This is the anime event of the year. Yeah, this is the TV I bought specifically for like my PlayStation 5. This is where it needed to be. Uh, but mm. uh, but, you know, did get it fired up. And all I did was just go back a couple of episodes and just rewatch those. <laughs> Oh yeah, to wait for it because I did not want to leave the page, like the app to think that I had left the page for some reason. Um, so I did watch it last night. Did get it pretty much as it dropped, and I'm very satisfied. Yeah, I good will say stuff. That, that was that, uh, that was a pretty tall order. I, yeah. you know when you really think about it, that's a tall. Order. I remember when the chapter dropped last year, and we were reading it. Like, how are they going to do this in the anime? Like, how do you just change? your anime from your pirate epic saga occasionally jokey jokey anime to 
Looney Tunes. And they were just like, oh, watch us. We'll just, what you said, <laughs> like, we'll make it Looney Tunes, like here and there. And, and it just, it's just full on, as you, you said earlier, he's just full on Bugs Bunny. And it's pretty perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I, I, I loved the, the translation of the energy of it because it's chaotic you can't follow it most of the time this episode was really more about introducing the power than it was i think preceding the actual fight narrative too much until the end yeah there was only a little of that i saw in the comments people were complaining and i was like okay you're 14 calm down i was like i'm disappointed like toei i mean toei will stretch anything out we know that it's long Uh i've 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 roasted the anime plenty of times for that they do in fact repeat animation in this episode it's after yeah, yeah. the eye catch they do it so when you come back from the commercial you you know we just don't get that anymore in, my, in their defense i i don't usually defend toei i mean i can't believe i am right now but that animation was so clean so yeah, good you want to get your money's worth on that i for did sure. exactly they put a lot of resource into that i didn't care and i was like oh i like seeing that that's yeah. fine. I, I loved the choice to basically spend an entire episode just trying to get him to stay in frame. <laughs> that is such a that is such a great way to demonstrate, I think, not just the goofiness, not just uh, the energy, like the very, very lighthearted, fun, playful energy, but the very concept of him kind of being liberated, the very concept of him being free. We don't need him to break the fourth wall. He's breaking the very barriers of the camera. He's like impossible to capture in frame until he's laughing too hard to jump around. That's perfect. What a great way to capture uh, that that situation you literally can't get him fully in frame until effectively the very end of the episode he's covering his face he's 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 jumping around he's stretching limbs everywhere like you cannot get him all into one frame and it's such a brilliant way to illustrate something that the manga was able to do pretty easily just through panel breaks and stuff but the anime was always going to have a little bit of trouble with and i think they really nailed it and the tone of it is a little bit different in one key way where i remember like when he in the manga when he first transforms into joy boy his inner for one of the only times ever we get inner dialogue with luffy and it's him kind of wondering to himself it's like is this gear fifth like he he's like trying to piece it together as well but because it's the manga you don't really know the tone of it like you can kind of just think that like i remember a lot of us were confused of like is he being possessed right now? Is this really Luffy? Now, over time, we were like, oh, yeah, this is Luffy. But in that first bout, it was unclear. Here, I think that they, the anime is able to really get it across that, like, Luffy is in control. And that when he's sort of like, this is Gear 5th, it's a celebratory moment, right? And I, I think there is something to be said about all the, the extra flourish of, like, how excited and ecstatic he is being way easier to convey through like the audio visual element in this and and also got to bring up i mean the the i like seeing a rubber fruit awaken i know it's not a rubber fruit but like just seeing how that plays out with like the ground below him as a trampoline it reminds me of when we first started thinking of like and i think it was around dress rosa we were like all right so if this is an example of Doflamingo's devil fruit, a paramecia being awakened where like the world around him changes, how would that be interesting for Luffy? Because like then what he's in a bouncy house, like that's lame. Like how does that, and I don't think we gave, I didn't give 
Oda enough credit for imagining like, oh, because it becomes a cartoon because this ultimately is a cartoon story. And yeah, I just think that I'm really glad that the anime understands that and they they found a way to make it work. Although, did you have any nitpicks on how they how it's being done so far? Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say no. Um, the, you know, the, there was that little bit of recycled animation. That's always, you know, that's always going to be a thing that I roast Toei for. It's not a one piece unique thing. Uh, they love doing it. Um, they, they will milk as much as they can. Um, if there is anything, the cut to Hiori and, you know, I support women's rights and women's wrongs. So by all means, you know, let's, let's have this moment where she's condemning Orochi to death it kind of throws the pace of the episode off a little bit, um, especially since it was so hyped as the Gear 5th episode, uh, especially in Japan. They had they had banners. They had train ads. I mean, it was a huge deal. And, I mean, it, it is a huge deal for the series. But uh, there's this cut that kind of happens, and it happens in the manga, too, so it's, it's hard to hold it against the anime. Um, but it really does, you know, just like every other time it cuts away, it does hurt the pacing a little bit. And I think that throws people off. And then they have to cut back to the animation again. It looks so crisp and good. And, like, and, it, it's, and it's too bad it. because if it's not distracting from everything, it is a good scene. Because I think that, like, it is important. And it also, you know... Like, I do think the moment where, like, her mask comes off and, like, the look on her face and then, like, Conjuro setting Orochi on fire. I mean, it's it's intense. And, like, in if it had shown up in the last episode, shoot, we probably would have been like, oh, yeah, that was in the episode, too. But I, I do think that, like, I feel bad for <laughs> this scene and uh, the, the kind of weight it carries kind of almost being diminished, right, by the fact that it's interrupting you know i think like this other big pivotal moment but i don't know what they could have done because they probably couldn't have tried to shoehorn it into the last episode because then this episode would have all the pacing might have been even worse trying to make up no, that yeah. lost time it's, it's doing the best that they can but at this point we have now officially with orochi being cooked we have now officially we've closed all the doors we've we've ended all the battles you know for, no for the most there's part, more to come with know. orochi well, yeah, you know, but like in in terms of like the the show kind of pointing out like no, we are now going to cut back to the primary focus being Luffy versus Kaido. That's kind of what this is supposed to do. So you know, we we know there's definitely more still coming, of course, because we've read it. But you know, from a, from an anime pacing perspective, it was kind of a necessary evil. You kind of have to do it um, because now the uh, now the next couple of episodes, you know, this, this fight is still not done. We still got a little ways to go. Um, but even the anime itself is now seeing the horizon. It's saying to itself, "We are almost done." We swear we mm. are almost to the end of this because they got that beautiful ending credit song, which is the first time that that anime has had an ending in like 15 years. It feels like I found it very OK. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the, the ED in a minute. But I, I do got to I do got to put this out there just that uh, if I had to nitpick something on this episode, it's that there were times like when we're actually seeing the fight. Now, it starts great. I think like Luffy grabbing Kaido out of the dome and like bringing him out and fighting him. There is just like a moment there where you're just like, hell yes. I was so hyped. Like it was just so beautiful and well done and poetic and it felt great. It's like everything is shown and needs to do right. There were times though in the fight. And I hope that it's not this bad in the next 
couple episodes and, and maybe you disagree, but you even mentioned like, oh, they, you can almost never have them in frame. There were times when it just didn't feel very fluid. Like I felt like the action was so frenetic and it was so sort of like stutter, 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 stutter in terms of like seeing what was happening that I couldn't follow it at all. And it there was like a range, I think, of like how that worked to the anime's benefit. There were times where I thought it was great because it, it served the purpose of like, this is chaos. But then there were times where I was like, I do want to see a little bit. Like, I kind of want to get a better idea of what he's doing. Uh, so I, I was a little bit more mixed on how all that got executed. But it is a nitpick because I think ultimately it was such a cool experience seeing it at all. Uh, I just was like, oh man, is there a way for me to slow down the playback on this? <laughs> yeah, uh, I would I would say um, that it, it is kind of frenetic there at the end when he's like, oh, the fire's coming. Whereas in the manga, it was very straightforward. Two panels of a reaction. They kind of stretched that out to quite a bit of animation. Um, but for me, that all of that just gave me this really big... Um, trigger vibe if anything it's like it was like watching a, a really frenetic episode of panty and stocking or um or like an early gurren lagan episode where like it's just like it's almost hard to follow what's going on because the the bounds of like what is even geography no longer matter um and so i feel like they were just kind of playing it up but i would say that kind of the kind of the messy animation um is not only the point here, but it's kind of but they've done a few times earlier in the fight as well, where it's it's almost less about depicting the actual kinetics of the fight, the actual choreography, and more about just letting certain animators or directors show off for a bit. Oh, That's the sound kind of effects, Travis. The sound effects. I can hear me. them now. They're guiding my steps. Of, co of course you do, because they sound like they're right out of the Warner Brothers sound library. <laughs> Yeah, to the point where I was like, is Toei going to get its own DS DCMA complaints? <laughs> no, I, the way I was going to view it is Toei called up David Zaslav and said, hey, I heard you were having a fire sale on some sound. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And just bought it for dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the ED. I, I don't like it. It makes me mad. Not because I have a problem with it. I've read the manga. I know what's going to happen. But you're killing the moment. Like... People are watching this and like they know in their hearts that they're going to win. But like we, they don't want to see it. Don't show the end of Wano in an ED. Like, no, Travis, why? I know that OPs do this all the time, but I thought we were getting better at this. I thought we were like starting to get way less obtuse about like here are like 10 shots of things that are going to happen in like three months that like you probably wished they would have waited to show. So my my counterpoint to that is, of course, the ED is from uh, Momonosuke's point of view, and they at least don't show Momonosuke. I guess. Yeah, I they don't guess. show Momonosuke, but it's from his point of view. This is bad. And when you keep that in mind, that's not what happens. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's that's not what happens. It's Something kind of very is, different it? happens. No, no, bit. he doesn't. He doesn't walk down to see them. It's it's the whole climax of Wano. I don't know. I mean, the, it's, it's the conclusion. Like is, is hanging out by the ship. It's just, it's showing everybody that like, oh yeah, the raid's going to be successful. And then the last 12 people from Morge's uh, channel are going to be like, wait, but the raid fails. I mean, it was always going to be that way though. Like, like 
you know, most EDs at least like hint at like themes and stuff. I think at this point, um, you know, again, again, barring people who have been put on lockdowns by me personally, everyone knows how this is going to end. Uh, Shueisha and, and Otis team have all but basically said, you know, like, like, like Gear Fifth was the centerpiece of One Piece Day for their big stream and everything. Like they've basically said, like, if you're not caught up, we do not know what to tell you it's we gotta start we gotta start selling gears fifth stuff we gotta start they you know it's it's happening is basically the message that one piece day sent is like it's happening i don't think anybody is reasonably going to come to the come to this and say we just gave luffy this massive radically shifting story changing power up and then he's gonna lose that's not how this is gonna work so i guess at this point for me it's fine People can draw different things from like who survives and like, you know, are they actually going to stay on the island long enough? Is there going to be some other? I don't know. I, I just think like from my own perspective of like, I just don't even show it to me. Just just let's keep it. Let's keep it 100. I don't know. But I it, look at the bigger question, I think, is are they going to keep the ED? Like, is this going to be are they back? Are we back, Travis? Are we going to not have extra long OPs and then extra long recaps? Oh, Anyone? no, counterpoint, we're still going to have all of it. Oh, yeah, we're going to have all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the episodes themselves are going to be, yeah, so instead of 10 minutes of content, it'll be seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is that is more or less what I expect, because they did announce, and I thought there was going to be a new OP as well. I got to double check that. But uh, but yeah, they did announce like, hey, it's a new ED. This isn't like a special thing. This is this is happening now. We're 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 serious anime again. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that it is back i do think we're going to get a new op maybe not maybe not now but as soon as egghead's ready to start it'll be a new um op and uh and yeah it, they're absolutely gonna do what they've always done are you kidding they're gonna be two and a half minute ops and then they're they're gonna do the recaps though um you know like i said i went back and i watched a few episodes prior to watching gear fifth because i was waiting for it to get uploaded and um they've been doing that a little bit less not entirely but like the uh the kid versus law fight the uh, you know the the first I mean, the part kid of and that, law versus big mom fight. yeah the kid in law versus mom um you know there's it actually has one of the best intros to a one piece episode i think i've ever seen because it's just kid yeah after he gets beaten up by misery like it's kind of a flash forward he's kind of getting damned punk ready and it does kind of like this flash through all of kids you know the stuff that we know about kids life um and then like he, stuff from his sbs stuff from his sbs you know like all really high resolution sketched and and then like he's about to get hit you know he's about to get hit and you hear law cut through all this noise and it's the only thing that comes through clear and he moves and it goes straight to title card uh with no sound or anything and i'm like they have the capacity to do that more they absolutely do i mean this past year has been a turning point for them i think like so. we should we should mention for people who haven't been keeping up as long they they really shifted gears, no pun intended, in 2019, right? Where they had a new director, showrunner, I forget his name, but there was a dramatic change between uh, the Reverie arc slash Whole Cake Island, and like when we went into Wano, the art style changed, the just the way everything is animated was changed, and over time we gradually started getting these kinds of episodes that were like every once in a while and with increasing frequency once we reached this stage of the raid, right? you just get these banger episodes out of nowhere 
And like in between, you'll get like four or five that are just like standard One Piece, like button pushing. But then you'll get like one of the best episodes of One Piece ever. And I think most people are fine with this arrangement because they know we can't get the best episode ever every time. And are like, look, I'll put up with the... I don't want to call it filler, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'll put up with the the low quality sort of like connecting the dots content. If that means once in a while we get episodes that are so amazing that I forget that that happened. Yeah, it's it's just the the nature of how One Piece is produced. And, you know, especially for like newer anime fans who are coming to One Piece from, you know, from your Jujutsu Kaisens. From yeah, your, I mean, your younger fans who, yeah, who are like, yeah, 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 we have seasons, right? Like when's one piece is, season yeah no that is still relatively like that's kind of what dominates the market now because because crunchy roll but um but it's so wild how quickly that changed it you did know what change I mean? and i think and i think for the most part it changed for, for the sure. better i think we can i think we can all agree yeah that you know anime that is allowed to just become this you know this full block of production and you plan it all out and you don't have to like come up with stuff in between when you catch up with the manga or anything like that. I think that's better for everyone. But, you know, One Piece is still not produced that way. They still got to have a One Piece episode like 50 weeks out of the year, you know, barring, you know, unforeseen circumstances. So, like, there is just no way for them to be, you know, the the best anime of the season because it never ends. It never has a moment for them to take a little bit of extra time to do that um so the fact that they have been able to elevate the quality in spite of that is i think a testament to the work being done and the passion that i think the people working on this anime have especially for wano it's also a testament to the way that oda writes the story because he's able to give the anime a chance to add more to the world building like there's a clear effort to not do filler as much and to use the anime to basically fill out the notes that he probably has all the time. He probably edits out a lot of content and because he's like, ah, the anime will take care of it. And that's usually what happens. Um, and so you can feel when you're watching it that like, yeah, things are really padded out. There's a reason that it doesn't catch up with the manga. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it easily could. And we would have, I think it would be cool to have a seasonal one piece. But that's just, no, I mean, it's it's the last of the big three to still be at its peak. Uh, I don't count Bleach, sorry. Uh, I don't think Bleach was ever part of the big three, um, unless you disagree. But uh, okay, no, I, I do have to ask. That. What was the big three then? Naruto, uh, One Piece, and oh, actually, yeah, Bleach. I was thinking of Dragon Ball. Sorry, I was be like, I was <laughs> never mind, like, never mind. Bleach was, was part of the big three. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? Dragon Ball <laughs> was entire grandpa. world was gonna my my entire world. <laughs> yeah, I was, was gonna, gonna yeah, I was gonna shatter. be like uh, Sword Art Online, uh, <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> um, no shade, no shade. Uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry. I guess Bleach technically, but Bleach kind of transitioned to being seasonal, right? But because then it had its fall from grace, but like Boruto is still kind of doing the weekly thing, even though that's like the dumbest idea because like, I mean, look at the ratio of filler to canon on Boruto and then you'll throw up. We're, you know, we discussed this in the discord. We're eventually going to have to have the Naruto Boruto cope session. Uh, that I think we both need for our own sanity. <laughs> I have some dark secrets when it comes to Boruto. Some stuff that you're going to hear and you're going to take your headphones off and yeah, walk away. <laughs> Maybe forever. But like, I mean, I have been, you know, people who've known me for years know how much I crap on, on Naruto and Bleach for kind of fumbling the butt, the bag at the end there. Um, you know, Bleach, of course, is the one of these that got canceled 
And that's really what ultimately kind of did it a favor now for like thousand year blood war is it's treated like a whole separate series. You know, it's, it's a whole different production staff. It's still studio pirouette, which is great because they clearly still have a love for the material. Um, and in my opinion, they have done nothing but elevate it, um, in every sense of the word, um, save for the narrative, but, uh, they, they don't get to fix that. Uh, it, it, you know, it would be interesting to see a version of One Piece that gets that same kind of treatment, but I don't foresee Toei of all companies. No. You know, the company that won't let Goku die, like the second they realized they could just keep making Dragon Ball. Not I let think Goku die. Won't let Goku, Goku not be the main character for longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's, it's pretty nuts. sad. And now, and now you see other Toriyama manga like one shots and stuff now starting to get mined for like lifelong content if anything I kind of dread the end of one piece because I don't know what Toei is going to dare do to not have to let go of one piece I'm kind of paranoid about that the good the good news for that is we don't have to care (laughs) because we have no attachments whatsoever I mean I've obviously I hope the best for the staff and everything but uh yeah, I mean, Toei has been such a thorn in the side of the fan community for so long. I, I'm just like, I couldn't care less about their fortunes when it comes to a post-One Piece world. But uh, uh, with all that said, uh, maybe that's a conversation for another day, too. We'll be back next week. Um, I don't know if, what we're going to do. Um, we haven't decided on a topic or if we want to do another check-in, whatever. Uh, but no One Piece chapter next week. If you have any ideas for us and you're already in our Discord... Uh, please let us know. Uh, but if you're not in the Discord yet and the invites don't open up again until later on and it's too late or whatever, uh, don't forget our email. Oh, I forgot our email, Travis. Oh. oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I got it for you. That's rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. And One I'll say it again time. for you. I'll say it again. It's rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. Music. It, it, when you said it, I don't think the podcast picked it up, but I heard drum beats and I myself was liberated. So thanks, everybody. We'll be back again soon. Uh, See ya.